0: Shalom and a warm welcome to this international online midweek service.
1: The Lord is extremely favorable towards you and towards me to allow us this wonderful evening to sit under his great hand that stirs within us the different parts of him that are dormant within us so that we may exercise godliness to our full potential. Grace is increasing and it's abounding, and so we invite you as we begin the program this evening to prepare yourself and your environment to receive the Word of the Lord in this very special season in the year of the God Beings. I am Simba, joined
2: in studio by my brother Andrew. Shalom, sir. Shalom, sir. Glad to be here to partake of the generosity of God. Indeed, generosity, massive generosity, mm-hmm. indeed
0: from the 20th of July (laughs) Jesus the gift gift. yeah you examine
1: the work that our master builder Mm. has started and the work that is being built Mm. reminds us of uh, the apostle who talks about a wise master builder Mm. the laying of the initial foundation being Jesus as the gift yeah. and tonight the subject topic is the administration of the gifts mm. the building still being built so strong so sturdy and the foundation was Jesus
2: from the very beginning of this subject of gifts we always start from the point of Jesus and as we explore him we get to understand much more mm. about himself what he's given to us Mm. and what he's made us to become. And it's so mind blowing. You can have your entire walk with God and throughout that walk, you are expected to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you can fail to have somebody telling you the process by which that renewal takes place. Mm. So we really have to appreciate the gift that we've been given Mm. in having a source of information Mm. in the guise of our father who will tell you the process by which you are renewed and he's that superior spirit under whom we sit Mm. and by being able to access the information that he has we become better we pull down strongholds Mm. we understand the positioning of the mind versus the upper conscious mind wow and we have new ideas or a new perspective on what we thought we understood already Mm. administration of the gifts administration of the gifts are you ready child
1: of god (laughs) Let us know in the comments section your excitement towards this subject topic, the administration Mm -hmm. of the gifts. Get ready for a downpour from the Lord this evening. As you were speaking, it reminded me of as he began, uh, he started us off, in fact, inside uh, the Basilica Church on a Sunday, speaking Mm -hmm. about Ezekiel. yes, And how Ezekiel was taken from a state of being unconscious Mm -hmm to being conscious and so in that we see the working of this ministration where in that unconscious state Ezekiel was not able to fully comprehend all that God had to say yeah and all that God had to communicate to him and what God had to say and what God had to communicate to him would have a bearing on his physicality and so you find him being moved from in fact, it's an upgrade mm-hmm. from where he's unconscious and yet his body is still exposed to danger because he's having a spiritual experience and yet he's not present or aware or of his physical self. Of his physical self. And he's being upgraded to a level where the Lord wants to speak to him, still in his conscious state. And in that state, look at how Ezekiel is then able to exercise awareness Mm, mm -hmm. and a certain level of improved physicality because of that invitation to elevation and so you look at the word that is coming concerning our mind the word that is coming concerning the gifts Mm -hmm. concerning how to utilize this particular word that we're being given Mm. it helps us to become enhanced in that we are being charged with the spiritual and at the same time, the upgrade yeah. allows that spirituality that is there by reason of salvation to be practicalized and physicalized. Yeah, now. translated to your physical person. Exactly. Yeah. And so you find, though we have Jesus in His completeness, this information allows us to have Him in His completeness and have that salvation be translated to our bodies, Mm -hmm. where physically we are no longer experiencing experiences that contradict the inner salvation that we have. Mm -hmm. And so this message is, the penetrative power of this message, it baffles me. yeah, Because you begin to see how this message in and of itself has the effectual power to work itself out to make us more physical, though spiritual. spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> to make us more aware of our physicality, though spiritual. Like the spiritual God who made the physical earth. Imagine. Mm-hmm. And, and so now the excitement is, how much of him am I now going to be able to exhibit like he taught us by reason of this special word?
2: So we're blessed. Abundantly. <laughs> Like what you said, it really brought home the point uh, reminds me what our father said about the ultimate knowledge that should preside over and administer the other knowledge that Mm. you have should be the knowledge of Christ, knowledge consistent with Christ. Mm. And that should be the experience that we have. Mm.
0: Mm.
2: So I'm looking forward to seeing where we're going with this. Indeed. We're ready. The moment
1: has arrived for us to receive this marvelous package that has been deliberately and intentionally created. For you and I this evening, allow us to introduce our great father now.
3: Greetings, our father. Greetings, pastors, how are you doing? We are so blessed to be blessed. blessed mm-hmm. Abundantly blessed. Father. I know. Thank you. It is a beautiful evening today. Thank you. And we are glad to be here and thankful to God for such an opportunity. Thank you. And um, I think our viewers, I would like to thank you again for joining us and for being here. I put so much value in your attendance. Your interest in the things of God is greatly valued. And I'm really thankful to God for giving us people like yourselves, who have an understanding of the value in moments. And I pray that He opens up your understanding. And He hands over to you treasures. And your life will never be the same again, even after tonight. Pastors, yes, we are still on the subject mm-hmm. of the gifts of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I think on the cerebral gift, we Of course, I'm aware that we didn't do justice since we we still have to move on into other aspects. But we'll find ways of keeping on bringing back some of those aspects into whatever it is that we are then going to be discussing. Thank you. So that we will find a certain topic distributed uh, within some of the subjects, some of the topics and uh, you really need to be uh, patient in making follow-ups getting to know what is being said here is what was said over there and what was said over there is what was once said over there so that we have these bits and pieces included in whatever topic that we're trying to deal with so yes we are on the administration of the gifts, the administration of the gifts, and we'll read from, uh, of course, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter number 12. Um, By the time you get to verse number 3 and verse number 4, I would also want you to look at uh, Matthew chapter 13 and verse 11 uh, so that we we synchronize the two. So viewers, I hope you are here and you are ready to, uh, get blessed by God's word. Yes. I'm excited to be here. Thank you, I'm excited. Also, you must please stay tuned. We have a very, very, very important announcement at the end of the broadcast. Okay. So we are reading from the book of, uh, the letter. That was written by Paul, trying to make the people understand the importance of the gifts of the Spirit and their usage. Yes, and especially the administrative aspect of the gift that you're going to receive. So let's read it from there and uh, let's see what we can get tonight. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Ye know that ye were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, Mm -hmm. even as ye were led. Even as you were led.
3: So he starts off by saying that it is not my desire that you become or you remain ignorant concerning the gifts of the Spirit or the things of the Spirit or the operations of the Spirit. So if you are ever going to be ignorant, it is not my desire. It is not my intention. It is not my wish. I don't want you to be ignorant concerning the things of the Spirit. So there is ignorance. And then soon after that, he says, and you understand. You know that you were Gentiles. You were Gentiles. So there is, there is something that you don't know. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you to remain in that ignorance of the gifts of the Spirit. But there's something that you know. What you know is that you were gentles. Gentiles. Uh-huh. Carried away unto these dumb idols. And you know that you were being carried away unto these dumb idols, mm-hmm. even as you were led. Even as you were led. Okay, so you have something that you don't know. And I'm not responsible and I'm I'm, I'm not supporting that. Mm-hmm. And those are the gifts of the Spirit. And whilst you're ignorant, you are busy knowing something else. You have something that you know that you were Gentiles before. Mm. And you are being carried away by these idols and images and false gods that have no ability to talk.
0: Mm.
3: Mm. Even as you were being led. Yeah. So you must be careful of what you know and what you don't know. Mm. So we are moving now into verse number three. Wherefore, I give you to understand. So wherefore, I, I, I give you, and you consider that a gift, Mm, even before he gets into the gifts of the Spirit, that we know them to be. Mm. I give you To to understand. Understanding is given. Knowing is given. That is exactly where I said I should then read from Matthew 13 and verse number 11, where you see now Jesus answering them and saying, them having asked why he speak in parables when there is an audience. Now he's answering that question and he's saying, But unto you it is given to know, it is given to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but unto them it is not given. Now you can read it. He answered
2: and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, Mm. but to them it is
3: not given. Already you can see pastors, there are two groups of people there. To you, it is given to know, but to them, it is not. So we have a group that knows the mysteries of the kingdom. And we also have a group that have no idea, ignorant of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Right? Yes. So we are, we are trying to connect the two verses here. You had read about that. Wherefore, Mm. I give you to understand. I give you to understand. I give you to understand concerning these spiritual matters. And then we are seeing again, Jesus is saying unto you, it is given to know. So you see, there is a gift of knowing there. There is a gift of understanding. Okay. So there are mysteries in the kingdom of heaven, even in the kingdom of God. And those mysteries can be known, can be known. Those mysteries can be understood, but it has to be given to you. And Jesus, by saying to his disciples, unto you it is given, he wants them to understand. That they have what has already been given. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is to know. They have it. They might not be aware of what they are aware of. They might not really be knowing what they are knowing. But Jesus is saying, it is given, not in the future. Right now as I speak to you. It is given for unto you. It is given, you have a gift of knowing, it's a gift, it is given to know. It is the grace of God that comes and it sits on your cerebral instrument or part of your body. It is given to your brain to think, it is given unto you, it is given to know the mysteries. These mysteries of the kingdom, the reason why they were made mysteries, it was so that they would not be easily articulated. They would not be easily understood. The mystery that God attaches to the activities of the kingdom of God,
0: Mm -hmm.
3: the mystery that God attaches to the activities, it is so that those activities, they become so complex for finite minds to to comprehend. So it's an ingredient that is injected into an activity. Mystery itself. The the mystery is an ingredient that is introduced, put into an activity of the Spirit, Mm. so that carnal people cannot perceive and comprehend, even discern why such an activity is so. but to you it is given to know. No matter how the kingdom of heaven tries to hide an activity, you are invited, you look at it, you can diagnose it because you know, to you it is given as a gift to know. So I don't want to seem to be undermining the other group, but that's exactly what the scripture is doing. Undermining the other group when it comes to knowing. To you, it is given. So it's important that you get to know what was given to you and what was not given to your friend, to your neighbor. They don't have the knowing, but we do. Thank you. Thank you. It's important that you know what you carry. And you also know what they don't have no matter they've been to all sorts of universities but the knowing ability is not given because there's no college that gives that one Mm -hmm. but unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven so we know to think pastors that someone right now knows Mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Wow. If it was just the mysteries of the kingdom of God, we would say probably those are the activities of God on the earth. Mm -hmm. But these are mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Uh The heaven that you, 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 you know it to be, even before we get there, it's not... There are those that will have to wait until death happens and that becomes their graduation or their enrollment into knowing the secrets of the kingdom of heaven after they are dead. (laughs) But there are those that carry the knowing now of a certain atmosphere. Heaven. Thank you, Father. The activities of heaven in heaven are known right now, wow! it is given to you now as we speak to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Now the kingdom of God talks of his domain, the domain, the rule of God, the authority of God over space. Thank you for that elaboration. But then the moment you talk of heaven, it's another space. It's an, an entirely completely different planet. Hmm. Hmm. Okay?
2: Yes, brother.
3: Yes, and you are required to know of the activities and of the secrets of that kingdom when you get there. But how come it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, heaven. if you are not already in heaven? Ah. So, there is something else that He is telling you of your current situation. Oh where you are situated rather yes, Father. Mm-hmm. so it's important that we know we're just trying to marry the two here yes, Father. paul is saying i give you to know yes i give you to know <laughs> so we are reading verse number 3 you are reading verse chapter number 13 and it. verse number 11 yes Father. so i'm leaving that presence i'm 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 leaving that service knowing that he has told me that I know the mysteries. Mm. So next time people are coming to me, they have interest in knowing the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. That's my job. Wow. I'm able to explain what I know, because to me it is given. It is a part of the many gifts that I have, wow. knowing the gift to know. Mm. Wow. Mm. The gift to know. So now you continue. Read again verse number three. Wherefore, I give you to understand. I give you to understand. That
1: no man speaking by the Spirit of God Mm -hmm. calleth Jesus
3: accursed. Yes, you don't curse. There is no way that you can ever curse God. Mm -hmm. You can't curse Jesus. Mm -hmm. by His Spirit.
1: Uh And that no man can say that Jesus
3: is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost. Something as simple as that. Something as you can open your mouth and say, Jesus is Lord. Something as easy as that, you can't do that unless there is the involvement of the Holy Ghost. Think of the weight that such a statement carries. Jesus is Lord. Mm-hmm. I thought anyone can say that.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Even a demon-possessed person can say that. Mm-hmm. Even someone that doesn't go to church, if you ask him to just repeat that st- statement, mm-hmm. anyone can say And he's saying it's so loaded that utterance requires the help of the Holy, <laughs> of the Holy Spirit. Ah. I wish I had time to it's explain a that. So I wish I, it's a, it's a, it's a right. different subject, let's leave it. But just to open your mouth and declare Him, Lord, mm. there is need for the assistance of the Holy Spirit mm. that goes to show you the weight mm. of such an utterance, yeah. of the many things that you can utter, This one requires an empowerment. Mm. Mm. The Holy Ghost to come and be there and assist you and enable you to stand and to open your mouth and say, Jesus is Lord. You can't say that Mm. without Him helping you to do so. Mm.
2: That's amazing.
0: Ah! That's
2: amazing. Okay, keep on reading. Verse
3: 4 now there are diversities of gifts. They are diversities of gifts which some of the people with little understanding of the mysteries of the kingdom can see that as chaos, as confusion in the body. Mm -hmm. It is calling it diversities. The difference in gifts to the people of understanding must be celebrated. We must celebrate the difference. Thank you. Thank you. But our misunderstanding of the difference in the gifts, which is the diversity uh, nature of the gifts, we can see that as uh, as confusion in the body of Christ. But he's he's trying to help you uh, appreciate the differences that you see uh-huh now there are diversities of gifts mm-hmm. but 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 this is the key the same spirit is the same spirit mm-hmm. we thought we were now dealing with multiple spirits mm-hmm. because of the differences that we see mm-hmm. in some of these gifts. So we thought because the Holy Spirit is present and the Holy Spirit is one, so there must be uniformity. Oh, okay. There must be the sameness. So when we begin to see differences in gifts, we start to question whether we are are still dealing with one spirit. And he's saying it is still the same spirit. Spirit. So sameness is in the spirit, but the difference is in the gifts. Uh, Okay. Thank you for that clarification. Because mm-hmm. 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 people with little understanding of the things of the, they begin to question the spirit. Yes. How many spirits are we now having in the body? It's always one. Mm-hmm. But that one, it manifests in different forms. Uh-huh. Verse 5. Now we are getting to the
1: administration. And there are differences of
3: administrations, but the same Lord. (laughs) So there is going to be difference in the way that gifts are administered. But the control center is the same. One Lord. So now, take note of what is important here. I have... When it comes to the administration of the gifts, gifts are administered in many ways. Let me give you just two. There's the administration of the gift when the gift gets to you. Administered to you. And it's getting to you as a gift. And there is the administration of the gift when you administer the gift from you, from yourself. Helping people by the use of the gift, that help is the administration. So there is a gift, the migration, the movement of a gift where it is given to you. So I'll keep on talking about how you receive the gift, in as much as we have covered that. Thank you so much. Yeah. For the sake of those that are probably joining us today, it's 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 complicated for some of them to understand that you are, you have all of them, mm-hmm. but we still have to keep on bringing in a, a word. Okay, yes. that they understand, which is receiving, receiving. So there is the administration of the gift. Where you are receiving the gift. You are not using the gift. You are receiving the gift. Getting it from God. Mm-hmm. Yes, Before you can use it. You know what happens. You know what comes first. Is it the use of the gift or the receiving of the gift? The receiving. You have to have it. Okay? Yes. That's why Peter said, such as we have, give we. Give I unto thee. Okay? So you cannot give what you don't have right yes so it means receiving happened before they gave at some point they were given and peter was aware of the gift that he was carrying in order then for him to say such as i have give i unto thee so what i'm giving you was what was given to me so the administration of the gift comes first and foremost at the point of receiving When you receive a gift, it has been administered unto you. Thank you. So when you now become gifted, you must know how to administer the gift to the one in need of that service. So this is why Paul says in Romans chapter number one and verse number 11, I desire to come unto you so that I may impart unto you spiritual gifts so that At the end, you may be established. For I long to see you,
1: that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift.
3: To the end, ye may be established. So already you can see an ability that certain people carry. Mm -hmm. To be able to impart, to transfer, to administer. If Paul is to come, (laughs) Take note of this. If Paul is to come, yes. you must be aware of his ability not only to heal the sick, not only to cast out evil spirits, not only to prophesy, not only to discern spirits. He carries an unusual ability yes, sir. which allows him to impact or to transfer gifts. He comes for a seven-day conference. He leaves you gifted. By leaving you gifted is different from just leaving you free. You have one man of God who comes and he delivers you from an evil spirit. But there is no deposit. Mm. And another one comes and he's able to transfer and impart into you what he carries. So he doesn't leave you bankrupt. He's not only coming for the sake of removal of certain afflictions and certain um, uh, diseases that you carry. He has an an ability to impart gifts that are spiritual. There are people in possession of gifts in in surplus. He's saying, I, I long to come, I desire to come that I may impart unto you spiritual gifts. Mm. And when you are imparted with these spiritual gifts, I know what is going to eventually happen to you. Establishment. Wow. At the end, what you will see is an establishment. So what are we talking about? The administration of gifts by the gifted. Mm-hmm. And in that instance, he's is not healing the sick. Yes, well. He is not prophesying mm-hmm. to you. Right. He is giving you prophecy. As a gift. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the prophecy is not in the sense of prophecy. Way you are being prophesied to. Yes, following. No, you are being prophesied into. Let me let me let me clarify that. Let me clarify that. There is a way that you prophesy. And what you are giving to the person is knowledge and information concerning the future, maybe the present, maybe the past. Okay? Yeah. There could be some secret things happening. There could be a, an arrangement against his life. And then here comes an insight, which is in form of a spiritual disclosure. You, you peep into those activities that are yet to happen because according to where you are placed by God as a prophet, you see from eternity where nothing will happen. And everything has happened. So you are not limited to time. You have a right to function in both time frames the chronos time and the Kairos time. So you tell a person, be careful. I'm seeing someone who has. gained access into your office, opened up your refrigerator, if you remember, you will realize that the number of the bottles that you had left in the refrigerator, you go back, you will see an extra one. There's going to be an extra one, so you you might not know which one has been poisoned. Get rid of everything in there. So your life has been spared. It's a prophecy coming to you in form of information, in form of knowledge, in form of a warning. So you've been made aware of an impending danger. So you know how to act. Okay, you know how to behave when you get there, you are already empowered mentally. You know where to go straight mm, yes. and correct the situation. Yes. So so you've been empowered. The prophet is not going to come there. He's not saying, I'm, I'm going to dilute the poison. He's saying, I mean, I've empowered you with the knowledge to know what to do when you get to your office. Yes. So what you've received from the prophet is prophecy. Yes. yes. But there is another dimension where during the prophecy, as you are getting prophesied to, Mm -hmm. as you are receiving prophecy which addresses your awareness, your knowledge, you are also being prophesied into the prophetic. Also being prophesied into the prophetic. An impartation a transference of the same ability to know. The following. So I'm I'm just addressing the administration of the gift, how it gets to you. So that you know, next time that you receive a prophetic word, know what it is that is also happening at the same time. If you are sensitive enough, it's not only an alertness. That you're receiving. It's not only knowledge yes. that you're receiving. It's not only a warning that you're receiving from a prophet. It could actually be the transference of the same ability to know danger, wow. to sense danger. Wow. Wow. You, somebody might want me to keep on going into yes. scriptures, but we are already speaking from scriptures. Yes. Have you ever wondered why Paul said to Timothy, neglect not the gift in you? Which you received. Yes, sir. By prophecy. Mm-hmm. First Timothy four
1: fourteen. Uh-huh. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, mm-hmm. which was given thee by prophecy, mm-hmm. with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Mm-hmm. Read this again. Neglect not the gift that is
3: in thee. Where where is the gift? In thee. Viewers, where is the gift? In In thee. It was in Him. It's in you. Yet that gift can be neglected. And a neglected gift non-functional. And when you have a gift that is non-functional, you consider yourself ungifted, even less gifted or not gifted. Mm. Can you have a gift and the gift is not effective? Yes. When it has suffered, neglected, the gift. So, Paul is saying, make use of the gift because you have it. Now he goes on to explain how Timothy got it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which was given thee by prophecy. It was by prophecy that that gift was given. Mm-hmm. We are quick to think that the gift was the gift of prophecy. But the gift was given by prophecy it can be the gift of prophecy mm-hmm. whatever that gift was we know it to be a spiritual gift mm-hmm. but how it was administered it was given by prophecy and notice it was not by laying on of hands thank you for that there is by mm. prophecy and what follows with with the laying you on. did not get it with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Wow. It was by prophecy, followed with the laying on of your hands. You had gotten it by prophecy, and the presbytery came and laid their hands on you to confirm you gifted.
0: Mm.
3: You have seen it where God says, "Separate for me Paul and Barnabas." for the work. The separation was the dedication, the handing over, the laying on of hands. Yet God had already separated them for the work. The work was there, but separate them for me. So, so follow this. Yes, there are times when you get imparted when hands are laid on you. That's a different topic. That's a different subject. You can have wisdom on you when hands are laid on you. You can have wisdom on you when you sit under a man of wisdom. But take note of this. I want to explain that part. Yes, you have a gift that you got by prophecy. So what do I mean? If it was a gift of prophecy that he got by prophecy, it's either he was told prophetically yes, that you'll have a gift of prophecy or you have a gift of prophecy. So you are being told prophetically okay. that you have a gift, probably of healing. Okay? Yes,
2: ma'am.
3: But when you're being told that you have a gift of healing or you shall have a gift of healing, you are not having that gift by prophecy. When you're being told okay. of what you have, by prophecy. If I prophetically tell you what you carry, yeah. you are not getting gifted by that prophecy. Okay, uh-huh. Okay. Yes. All right. so what would be happening? What is happening now is when he says, neglecting not the gift that is in you, that which was given thee by prophecy, given thee by prophecy, Don't limit yourself to the the giving of prophecy is not only when information is being given. Okay. All right. Okay. But he's also saying that when you were being prophesied, during prophecy, you got a gift. Mm. Apart from the prophecy? Apart from the prophecy, apart from what the prophet was saying, there is something that the prophet was doing. Mm. we are here you are receiving prophecy whilst you are receiving prophecy you are receiving the prophetic
0: Mm.
3: whilst you are being prophesied to Mm. that ability that grace that is prophesying to you becomes your portion. You receive by prophecy, not only when the prophetic is saying, you will have a gift or you have a gift, no. But when prophecy is being given, yes. the prophetic itself as a gift is also being given. Oh, thank you. It's, it's clear. This is mind blowing. Okay. I can explain that because we are, we are here to talk about the administration of gifts. Do you know that when you are having dreams, all of these dreams might appear to be meaningless? Yes. Yet every dream is meaningful. Mm -hmm. And your misunderstanding of a dream requires that you get someone in the body who is a member of the body, who carries an ability to attach a meaning Mm -hmm. to a seemingly meaningless dream. And then he interprets your dream. A dream that is not interpreted is as good as a tongue that is not interpreted. Paul says, when you notice that you have a gift of tongues and you lack interpretation, someone has to interpret. But if there is no one to interpret the tongue, you, the speaker, of the tongue. Pray that you interpret. So one gift which has been misunderstood can lead to another gift where you speak a mystery that cannot be understood and then you realize that no one is aware of what I've just said, including me. Then you go on to get another gift. Which comes to add value, it's value addition of the gift. Wow. To add value to the gift, add meaning to the gift of the language. And then it is now understood. Mm. So when it comes to dreams, I'm just explaining how the gifts are gotten by prophecy. Yes, yes. It can be the gift of prophecy or it can be the, any other gift that is gotten during the prophetic ministration. Mm-hmm. So. So, notice this. So, when you are having a dream and you don't have his interpretation, you find a person who can interpret the dream for you. Be aware. Be alert. Know what exactly is happening. When you leave the presence of Uh, that interpreter of dreams, it is not only the meaning of your dream that has been attached to the dream, nor what it is that has also been attached Mm. to you. The interpretation of your dream by the interpreter of dreams can become an interpretation of your entire life. He's not only interpreting what you are failing to understand. He's also interpreting your misunderstanding. the nature that you are the person that you are that fails to understand is being interpreted
0: Hmm.
3: so an interpretation of a dream when your dream gets interpreted and then you dream again you come back and your dream gets interpreted and you go you dream again and you come back and that dream again gets interpreted You must know the gift then, apart from just your ability to dream, but the ability to interpret. You are also getting not just an interpretation of a dream, but an ability to interpret. The gift that you got by prophecy I think I think I just need to close because no 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 no, 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 no. we're following no. Father. He, hear me, you cannot have seven dreams that you had no interpretation of, and you got seven interpretations from an interpreter. It means there is an interpreter, the man who is overwhelmed yes. with an ability to attach meanings yes. to your dreams. What are you doing in his environment? Do you think you are there only to get your dreams interpreted and you are left out as an individual, as a dreamer? No. You must know what else is being attached to you as a person. Not only an attachment between a dream and its interpretation. When that atmosphere is overwhelmed with his ability to interpret, I also become the other dream that gets interpreted. There is a meaning attached to my life, apart from that, just the dream. So that you know that when you stay long enough in an environment where there is a a continuous administration of a certain gift. It's not only the knowing that you are getting, it's not only the future that is being told, Mm. Mm. but the ability also to see into the future is being given. There's an impartation of that same gift that you have seen at work so my dream has just been interpreted, Yes. but what else has been interpreted? Myself. Mm. <laughs> mm. So that after seven times, when you get the eighth dream, yeah. <laughs> you must know what to do. Because the interpretation of the dreams that you are getting, that ability is no longer with the interpreter. The ability is now with you. The ability now is with the dreamer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that is if you were very, very sensitive mm. during the interpretation of your dreams. Now, Timothy is being told that you got the gift mm. by, prophecy. by prophecy. As prophecy was happening, mm. what you got was a gift during prophecy. You got the gift during prophecy. Mm. Is he saying whilst you were being prophesied to what you got was just a knowledge about the future? No. no. You got a gift by prophecy. Mm. Then with laying on of hands that follows. I think you something that you want to see. Yes, father. If, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is
2: is you, you mentioned you have to be aware, mm-hmm. you have to be sensitive mm-hmm. in the moment when a gift is being administered mm-hmm. in order for you to, to be aware of what's happening to you. Yeah. My question then, if one is unaware and insensitive, is it possible that that will impact number one your ability to receive the gift. Sure. Or will it impact your ability? It will be to... your it will be your dream. Yes. Receiving the gift of interpretation. Okay. Outside of not you. you. So you remain ungifted.
3: Ungifted, despite the
2: fact that the administration was happening.
3: So you leave that place happy. Why? Because the interpreter has attached an interpretation to your dream, to your confusing dream. Okay. Yes. And you carry your confused life back back you must know that apart from the interpretation that my dream is getting yes because my dream is desperate for, for, for a meaning mm. my dream is in the form of a question mm. so it is searching for an answer mm. which is its interpretation mm. yeah. okay mm. so i have come to the interpreter because I have a dream that is desperate, mm. so all I've done is to accompany the dream, the dream. As if I'm aware of my own life. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. So what you bring to the interpreter is what he interprets, and he leaves your life uninterpreted until you are aware, okay, of the interpretation of your own personal life that you lack, mm. so that you participate whilst you witness his ability to interpret your dream. It's an alarm from the Lord to say, you have found a man who can also interpret your life. So during the interpretation of your dream, that must translate into your gift.
0: Hmm.
2: And and, and my participation in that, Mm -hmm. is, is it bringing an awareness that in as much as I've brought a dream that's confusing mm-hmm, me, mm-hmm. I've also come with a confused life, mm-hmm. and that awareness is that what
3: activates the transference of the. Yes, it is. Gift. It is that awareness. Why are we saying that you have a dream and yet you have a confused life? How do we know that your life is confused? Because it is by that life that you I have the that, that, that you don't understand the dream that the I dream. had dreams. Mm, mm. <laughs> It is the transference of that confusion from your life into the dream. You don't understand the dream because your life is confused. So it's not just the dream that is trying to confuse you. You are confusing your dream. Wow. It's your life that is confusing your dream. But, and yet you bring only the dream to the interpret okay. and you let him deal with the what? The dream. So during the interpretation of your dream, that interpretation, that ability to interpret dreams is a message from God to you to say, I've shown you a man. If he can deal with your dream, he can deal with your life. So take advantage of that moment so that you receive a gift by prophecy. Wow. You receive a gift during an interpretation. Thank you, Father. Of your dream. Thank you, Father. So you, 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 you wanted to say something, <laughs> <laughs> Father? Thank you so much. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm attempting to marry, like, like you said in the introduction. You're going to be helping us to see what you said before and marrying it with what you're saying. Now. Mm-hmm. Am I right to look at it from this perspective? When you are describing the gifts of the spirit, you said they are not just gifts that God has, but they are gifts that God is. Can we extrapolate that same understanding to say that the prophecy that you're receiving, it's not prophecy that is coming in form of just a gift, but it is prophecy that you're receiving. Mm -hmm. So that I'm aware that- The ability to prophesy. The ability to prophesy, I'm actually getting it just in the same way that if I receive a gift from God, Mm It's just not a gift from God I'm receiving absent of God, but the gift is coming with God. Yeah. So now I'm able to see the how how the, the multi-dimensionality of every interaction that I have with spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. So that I know that as I am receiving prophecy, I cannot have prophecy being given to me and prophecy not giving itself
3: to, to me. me. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wow. That's exactly what we are saying. <laughs> thank you, Father. So we, we are—we have taken our ability to receive like to you. a whole new level yes.
1: now. Thank, thank you, Father.
3: After this, now you know what it is that you are getting, mm. apart from just the prophets mm. being told about your future. Mm. But the ability to, to also tell the future yeah. is being transferred. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. thank, you. thank <laughs> you. Thank you. So while you are there, every part of your being is absorbing mm. From the administrator father. of the gift Thanks. father
1: can, can, can i can I ask that you you use the same example you used to help me to understand that better? You've given me a prophecy. Be careful. there are bottles of water in your refrigerator at work. Mm-hmm. There's one more that was put that you're not aware of. now remove all of them because one was poisoned mm-hmm. and I, I I now understand that prophetically yeah. That prophecy has been given to me as a gift, just the knowledge. Now, as I am in meditation, how do I take that scenario and I move it away from poison, bottle, water, office, Mm. and I take it to my business? Yeah. I'm losing profits because of a wrong transaction here, a misunderstanding there, a flaw in my system here. I need to tighten that bolt. Yeah. How can I take this scenario prophetically and then
3: take the prophecy itself and use it here? I know. What is the meditative process? Yeah, the question is, how can I? Yet you you have already Mm -hmm. taken it from the refrigerator. Look at all those other sectors. Mm -hmm. Your question is, how do I take it from the refrigerator (laughs) to other sectors? And I've watched you do so. Just like that. You have have already done so. Mm. You think it's a question, yet you are already doing so. You have gone beyond just the the poison in the refrigerator. Now you are looking into the poison within the organization. Mm. Mm -hmm. Things that are feasting, that are eating, that are killing your your productivity. Mm. What made you to think even of such a question, if yeah. it was not that gift already. Wow, wow. <laughs> All right. So that you understand now. It's sitting home. Yes, it's hitting home. yes. You might think it's a question, yet it's an answer. It's sitting home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so we we we, we have not been able to properly receive mm. these multi-dimensional ability that we have to exist even to receive that you talk about it's there we are receiving so little and yet quite a lot is being given you think the man is going to spend next 20 minutes dealing with your dream and then when the dream gets interpreted the dream comes to pass, and your life never come to pass. The dream gets fulfilled, and you live an unfulfilled life. Because of things that you think are problematic around you, and you don't understand your ability to transfer problems into things around you. So you keep getting situations being resolved. problems getting removed. But there is the troublemaker, the problem maker. Until you bring your life whilst you are witnessing a man who is administrative, who is articulate in his approach, who is well-versed in his ability to interpret your confusion, you are also the confusion that is getting interpreted, that is getting corrected. How did Timothy receive the gift by prophecy? He's being told that when you were being Mm prophesied, you got a gift. Yet the prophecy probably was not about the gift. It was a moment of administration. He was being told of certain secrets, but you were sensitive enough during that time to then catch a gift. Mm. during that prophecy. Mm.
1: Father, this dimension is extreme. Why I'm saying that is because I'm imagining a scenario where an administrator is not aware. If there is an administrator who's not aware of this, Mm -hmm. and yet there's a recipient who is sensitive and Mm -hmm. aware of that, they can even tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whilst the administrator is not even Ah. aware he's thinking I'm just giving prophecy and yet the
3: recipient is saying no 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 sir he's milking him that's something that the administrator (laughs) that's something that the administrator doesn't want his clients to know so that they keep coming that keeps his relevance Mm. yet once you have a sensitive client he comes you give him one prophecy Mm. that's the last time that you see him Mm. not because he is now He's no longer interested in prophecies. Mm. He got the prophetic the first time that you prophesied. Now he's running his business without even bothering you to keep on giving him further prophecies Mm. concerning a business. And you're wondering, how come he's no longer coming back? He got the ability when you gave him the initial prophecy. Now he's prophesying as he goes. Wow. Wow you transferred that same ability so it's your sensitivity your your awareness to what it is that god is also giving you at the at the time that you are receiving a prophecy
0: mm-hmm. yes. you are
3: also getting it in form of a gift mm-hmm. but no administrator would want you to know this mm-hmm. because you make us relevant <laughs> Thank you, you. We, we expect to see you again, come, 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 come after, after three days, come after one week so that you keep on coming back. Yeah. Yeah. So I keep on having a, a part in your life. Mm. And yet these gifts can be given and I stay away mm. and you flourish, mm. making use of the gift that you have received mm. during the administration. So I'm just showing you that you can receive, not everyone, not everyone listening to me can have this because it takes a certain level of a highly <laughs> heightened sensitivity, uh, nature, alertness to you, to your environment. You, 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 Because it's it's, it's the way that the gift is coming. Sometimes it's coming so fast Mm -hmm. and you're being told of a secret and your mind begins to wander. You are taken to that secret. You are taken into that information about the future. And you lose your weight in the present. Yes. You are now where Uh, the prophecy is. So you are no longer within the moment. You have escaped the moment. And followed the prophecy. You are now into the prophecy which is about the future. You are now in the future. And yet there is something happening in the present where you are getting that prophecy from. And you are losing out on several other things that are coming in form of gifts. Mm -hmm. Because you are just focusing on what the prophet is saying concerning the future. And that's where you are. Father, I'm following and I'm following so closely. You've
1: told us that and we are now aware that we are in a season where what is said is being realized at the point of it being discharged from your mouth. And what you say now becomes our reality. And so I want you to help me, Father, close this synapse because I'm I'm seeing a gap and I think I need help there to understand. Because I think it's my understanding of the prophetic and the technicality of the prophetic gift and what goes into being active in the prophetic and operating in that area of the prophetic. It's making it difficult for me to marry the receiving of the gift and being instantly being able to use the gift. That, the junction between so the information to use the gift, where am I getting it from? I understand I've received it and I understand that now I can use it. And I, I can even function and fly, but I feel like there's a gap.
3: Yeah, sure there is.
1: Where will I learn how to use the gift? So it, 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 I'm, I'm loving it, but at the same time, I'm finding myself being drawn back because now I'm saying, okay, there's so many technical aspects. There's so many
3: corners. Okay. Who teaches me that? Word? Yeah, I can give you a scripture to just uh, help you on that one. The reason why Saul is now able to also prophesy hey. was because he had just been prophesied to. Hey. Where did he get the prophetic from? He got the prophetic when he was receiving prophecy, Mm. not about the prophetic. He got information in detail concerning his reign as king, Mm. as the captain of Israel and the donkeys and he was told that you shall be turned into another man. Yes. Nothing much was said yes. about him prophesying. Yes. Yet he was told that you will meet a company of prophets. Yes. But my question is, because I'm trying to drive a point home yes. here to say when you are getting a prophetic word, There is something which is not the word that you're getting. There is something which is not the information about the future that you're getting. There is something more, something big. The gift itself that is prophesying to you can become a gift that you receive. Saul's ability to prophesy, he got it when he was being prophesied to. But you said, I cannot seem to be able to instantly make use of that gift. Indeed, Saul did not instantly prophesy in the presence of the administrator, the man who had given it to him. He had to move away. And then when he got into the cluster (laughs) of the prophets, lest those people, friends, that you're going to meet, colleagues that you're going to meet. You go to an assembly and you start administering. They might also think that they are responsible Mm -hmm. of giving you a gift, but you are coming from Samuel. Samuel. Already having received the prophetic gift, but you you have not been able to make use of it until you belong to a community. To a cluster. Once you are there, there is an energy that I can explain, if if yes, I Father. still have time, yes, time. that yes. helps gifted people to realize, not to receive, to realize mm. what they would have received from Samuel. Yeah. Ah,
2: thank you.
3: Yes Father. yes, Father, we are here all night. <laughs> this is <deep>. <laughs> <laughs> this is why if you stay close to a prophet, you may wonder, is impartation really happening? You'll only be sure when you move away. Not in the sense of rebelling, but in the sense of being sent, being away. Did they not say that now that we no longer have a prophet, By the name Elijah, it means we no longer have a word from God. Mm. But then here comes the message. There is this man here who used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. And the conclusion was he has a word from God. So according to their understanding, you cannot offer the slightest service to a man who has an ability to hear God. And there is no transference of the same ability. Wow. It means you were doing it wrongly. Wow. Right. So the one pouring water on the hands, was he aware mm-hmm. Awareness of what it is that was really dirty? Wow. Not the hands of the prophet, but his eyes. So that after washing his hands, it is your eyes that now can see. How come everyone is saying, if you were the one, mm. give us a word from God? Mm. There's no way that you can save such a gifted man and you remain ungifted. Wow. Thank you, Father. Thank you. So it's it's going to take a certain level of knowledge to understand what it is that is getting into you during service while it's just saving. A man of God who is gifted. The day that Elisha was washing the hands of Elijah, <laughs> it's a sign that those hands were dirty. Okay. Okay. You have access, you have been allowed by God to see his mess and to wash it away. Hmm? Yes, following. You're looking into the hands of a prophet who is holy, who is upright. What you see in there is dead. And you're given the responsibility to make those hands clean. It's not an easy thing. If you were Aaron and you would you believe that power is coming out of these hands when you notice weakness? Let me repeat it. Yes. Would you believe that the victory, yes. the conquest in the valley yes. is as a result of these hands? Do you believe they carry power? When, when they are so weak, when they are so weak, you are seeing that the hands are weak. That unless you support them, the men cannot even raise them up. Now, to marry the two, that such a weak hand is responsible for the power in the valley. Such a weak hand that requires your support. You looking, holding that hand, mm. you see the hand that it is weak. Mm. And then you go on to tell the people your victory was by reason of these hands that were so weak that it it's required us. Mm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it <doesn't laughs>
3: That's why you can be so close to a man of God for years. Mm. And it will take you time to really benefit from his grace because you get to see his dirty hands, his weak hands. But do you know what was happening to you as you were lifting up the hands of Moses? Wow. You cannot lift the hands of Moses, and your own hands are not lifted. Wow. You see, yes. so the hand that you lift up is the hand that will lift you up. Wow! The hand that you wash is the hand that will wash you. Wow. The anointing you serve is the anointing that saves you. Thank you, Father. So Saul did not see right away an ability now within him to prophesy. He had to leave the presence of the prophet, Mm -hmm. and he joined a company of prophets. There he began to prophesy and they were wondering, is Saul also among the prophets? Is he also prophesying? He also prophesied. But as they were prophesying there as a cluster, as a group, they were not prophesying to Saul. Mm. Okay. But Saul needed a man to prophesy to him in order for the prophetic to get into him. Wow. So he got it when he was being prophesied to. Yes. And then he went on to prophesy. Yes.
2: Wow. Okay. okay? So
3: I wanted you to take note of that. Yes. So that you know what is happening. I can I can elaborate further on that one. Notice the administration, the movement of gifts. It takes the grace of God even to explain it. It will also require the grace of God for the people to understand what I'm saying. Where the gift is being administered, where you have the sick getting healed. Do you know what is happening? Let's say, like I was talking about, the power to interpret dreams comes during the interpretation of your dream. So you know exactly what you are going to get as a person while it's the dream is getting its interpretation. Mm. You as a person now. Huh? You as a person, mm. you also know what you're going to get. Yes. So the next time such a dream should not confuse you. Mm. When your life, your own personal life gets interpreted, yeah. it will translate to interpretations of future dreams. Mm.
2: Yes, ma'am.
3: Because it was you confusing the <laughs> dreams, yes. not dreams confusing you. <laughs> yes. Are you following? Yes. Okay. So same applies with, let's say, deliverance. When you get delivered from an evil spirit, take this. The demon cannot get out of you unless there is something that has entered.
2: Cannot get out unless something is entered.
3: There is something that has entered because that space should be occupied. Okay,
0: all
3: right, all right. So what removes the demon from you is a certain power, mm-hmm. a certain gift that has entered
0: mm-hmm.
3: and has evacuated an evil spirit. Mm-hmm. So the demon has to check out because its previous uh, place has now been occupied. So, it is that spirit responsible of removing an evil spirit. Okay. Okay. Yes. Now, it came in form of deliverance. You thought God's main agenda was just to set you free from a demon. Yeah. But what is that power eventually going to become? A gift? Deliver to deliver. So, if you know what to do with the power that once set you free. Yes. Now you know that the demon that you once uh, carry yeah. has gone out. Yes. Seek to understand even the names of the demons mm-hmm. that have left you. Even in the Bible, the Bible keeps on talking about seven demons that were once in Mary. Yes. Okay, women that, you, that were delivered. The Bible will talk about even numbers. When you get to know even the number, do you know that if the demons that were in you were seven, and there were seven different types of demons, yeah. they require seven different abilities. Okay. Mm-hmm. To a point where, when you no longer have those seven demons in your body, you have seven abilities.
0: Yeah. Okay. This is
3: why... This is why you see that most people who were once extremely possessed mm. they can be mightily used. Thank
2: you, Father.
3: It's easy for a prophet to then become a witch doctor.
0: <laughs>
3: it's easy for a prophet to then become a, a witch doctor. It's also easy for a witch doctor to then become a prophet. <laughs> Because The power that got in, yes, and the spirit of a witch doctor was removed. Yes, that power that came in has to take on the shape of the container, mm. like water, okay. it takes on the shape, the form of what contains it. Okay, yes, follow this, yes,
2: follow this. Yeah. I want you to follow this. Yeah, all
3: right. <laughs> Most people now, they don't know that when they got delivered, it was an indication of an assignment. The next time you meet a person with the same type of a demon that you were once delivered from, Thank you, Father. Thank you. that power that set you free is still resident in you as a gift. Thank you, Father. And that power is already experienced because it has chased a demon of that nature in the past. Yeah. So, you you are made a deliverer. You deliver people from the same affliction that you once carried. Thank
0: you, Father.
3: So, what did you receive that day? It was not only deliverance, but the gift to deliver. Mm. I know some people might say there is no such a gift to deliver people from evil spirits, but I'm showing you something here so, so profound. Yes, Father. So, why is it that? Most of the people that God has since used in the healing ministry were once sick. It supports what you're saying. Though. <laughs> it supports what I'm saying. Yes. Most of the people that have extreme, that are extremely gifted in the gift of healing, were once afflicted. Those people are survivors. It is because they knew what to do with the power—the power that healed them. They knew what to do with the power that became the gift that they are now using to to heal. So when you get delivered from an evil spirit, let me explain this again by giving you scripture, scripture after scripture. Thank you, Father. Why is it that? The spirit of the Lord departs from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. The spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. Huh? Yes. <laughs> Should be chapter sixteen, right? Verse, verse fourteen. Thank you, Father. First Samuel
1: sixteen, verse fourteen. Yes. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul.
3: Now the departure yes. of the spirit of the Lord yes. from 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 Saul. What happens next? And an evil spirit from the Lord and troubled an evil him. spirit from the Lord troubled him. Other translations say the. spirit. Spirit, an evil spirit tormented him, Mm -hmm. an evil spirit from the, by from the Lord means having had permission from the Lord, this an evil spirit that God had permitted, troubled him,
0: Mm -hmm.
3: an evil spirit that God had allowed, troubled him. Mm -hmm. So let's have some calculations, let's, let's. May I take it from BSB? (laughs) Ah, don't worry, don't worry, they've heard me, they've heard me, don't worry. You see, the spirit of the Lord departing from Saul and you have an evil spirit. I've just told you that once the spirit is removed, there must be a replacement. So what really is coming from the Lord might not be an evil spirit, but a principle of replacement. It's a principle of the Lord. Okay. to make sure that that space once occupied by a spirit must still be occupied by another spirit. But having the spirit of the Lord departing and also having the an evil spirit arriving mm-hmm. to occupy the same space, what do we see happening? From the day an evil spirit arrives, what we see is torment. Amen. What are you going to learn from there? Maybe you were desperate for the name of the gift that you once carried. We have no name. We don't know what that Spirit of the Lord was exactly in terms of its name, its function. You can only get to know of its function after its departure. When torment starts, then you will know that the Spirit of the Lord was there present on your life to attenuate the afflictions, the torment, the problems. You, you, you don't have the name of the Spirit of the Lord until it departs. Yes.
2: Yes.
3: Now. When you start experiencing torment after the departure of the Spirit of the Lord, now you must know what the Spirit of God was there to do. Yes, ma'am. Okay? Yes, sir. It's important for people watching us today to know that torment and afflictions are not far from them. The reason why You cannot be occupied. That torment, Mm. it was a mental vexation. Mm. The issues of life concerning his reign, matters of the kingdom, Ah. which by the reason of the anointing, he was designed to solve every problem economically in the regions of Israel. So he's empowered to deal with all of the problems in Israel. And the moment that anointing is lifted from him, he's now being troubled by matters that he was supposed to to deal with. Mm. He no longer carries the spirit that helps him relax in the midst of a storm. Mm. So some of the problems that you think you are having at your workplace, it is because of the departure of the spirit that empowers you. Thank you. Saul was depressed. Saul was mentally stressed. It was a mental condition and it was very, very spiritual because it started when an evil spirit arrived. Mm -hmm. So what allowed the evil spirit to arrive was the departure. This evil spirit that brings torment always wanted to enter. But the space was occupied mm, by the Spirit yeah. of God. So you must know what the Spirit of God is doing currently. Mm. Currently, whilst you are having the Spirit of God upon your life, you must know what it is there to do. So now the Spirit gets uh, takes off, we have another Spirit landing on Him. Mm. Now, let me explain to you what is happening there. You might want to know.
2: Yes,
3: sir. Why is it... Is it a coincidence that it is in that same chapter? We are reading chapter 16, verse 14. Yes, ma'am. And the spirit is departing from Saul, and an evil spirit is coming upon Saul. Yet in verse 13, is it a coincidence that the spirit of God comes upon David? Mm. The spirit of the Lord comes upon David. He got an anointing. By Samuel, right? Yes, Father. And the Spirit of God comes upon David in verse thirteen, and in verse fourteen, the Spirit is departing from Saul. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and
1: anointed him in the midst of his brethren, Mm -hmm. and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day. From that day forward. forward. That's verse what?
3: Verse thirteen. That's verse thirteen. In In verse verse fourteen, but the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord. So you know where the spirit that gets on David is coming from. God is not wasteful. It's an experienced spirit. So that's why David is going to become more successful because he's going to pick from where Saul left. David is never going to make serious mistakes. He has been a king before, inheriting a spirit. The spirit that was once upon Saul, gets on David. How do we know? Is there proof? David might not see signs. David might not see proof of the presence of the Spirit of the Lord upon his life. The only proof that can be given to David is how empty Saul has become. For you to know that you now carry it, there was need for David to be brought into the palace to see where his spirit came from. Because now, if you if you notice, why is it that whilst Saul was being tormented, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we are talking about the administration of the gifts? Yes, why is it that whilst Saul was being tormented, the only solution mm. to that problem? lies with David. So they to find ways of identifying where that spirit that has since left Saul has landed. And they hired not just David, but they're trying to bring back the spirit that has since left the palace. Yes, well. And it was by that spirit that Saul would get relief.
2: Mm, yes. <laughs> mm. Wow. Wow.
3: It was the same spirit giving him relief
2: mm.
3: before it departed.
2: Mm. Now it's in someone else. It's
3: in someone else. So they are trying to bring back the spirit of the Lord that has departed from Saul, mm. but it is now in David. But servants had knowledge. That's why the servants said unto Saul, Lord, the Bible says, the servants said unto Saul, Lord, this evil spirit from the Lord that is troubling you. Can you send your servants to find a man mm-hmm. who is skilled, yes. who is gifted? Yes. So that when he comes and he plays the harp, mm-hmm. you are relieved from your torment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Servants, they are servants, yet they are not willing to execute unless they are sent. They work by orders. Mm. We are servants. We know what to do, but unless you order us. Seven said unto Saul send your servants mm. that are before you meaning us yes. to yes. go and get you a man your problem can be solved these guys had knowledge because if you then look into the description of David yes. they were aware of the grace of God upon his life mm.
0: verse 15
3: and Saul's servants said unto him, Behold now an evil spirit from the from God, troubling. Why, why are they even saying an evil spirit from the... They're, they're, these are not even prophets. Mm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a nicer way of saying it. Mm. You tell the king you have an evil spirit from the devil, he kills you. <laughs> it's from God. <laughs> it's from God. Mm. <laughs> oh, who, who doesn't like things that's from that's God? That's <laughs> right. Even if they are evil, people have... They have accepted even poverty if it's coming from God. Mm-hmm. 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 If they suffer and you tell them God God is involved in this, then they accept it. As long as it's from God. It's from God. Mm-hmm. So an evil spirit from the Lord is tormenting you. Let our Lord now command thy servants, which are before thee. We work by commandments. And these servants are before thee, it's us. <laughs> to what?
1: To seek out a man who is a cunning player on an harp, and it shall come to pass, when the evil spirit from God is upon thee, that he shall play with his hand, and thou shalt be well. (laughs) And Saul said unto his servants, provide me now a man that can play well, and bring him to me. Bring him
3: to me. And they went straight to where the spirit of the Lord had landed coming from Saul.
1: Mm.
3: Mm. So David Wallace is there delivering Saul. He's delivering Saul by the spirit of the Lord. So he's not only there, like we've said, Wallace, you're being prophesied, know what it is again that you're getting. So David Wallace is playing the hub. He's also getting to see what can also happen to him potentially. If he is to lose the spirit of the Lord. So you've been invited to learn not only to deliver, what can also happen to you if you are to lose that spirit? Okay. Because that spirit comes, it sits upon you the spirit of the Lord and it makes you do things, amazing things. Okay? You it you create enemies by reason of that spirit of the Lord, and then it departs those enemies will come after you now. They will torment you. So I'm just explaining, I'm just explaining one aspect here where you see the spirit of God living soul and an evil spirit coming and it occupies that same space. And now he's being vexed. What am I trying to explain? I'm saying, are you aware of the power that delivered you from an evil spirit? That power has since become a gift to deliver. To deliver Mm, other people mm. being afflicted in that same area. After you are healed, Mm. what is that power still doing in your body? What is that power still doing in your body? If it is not there to further heal. Mm. But you can only no, so so to think that God wanted you to become a healer by allowing you to get sick. And you thought it was an affliction, but it was for a reason. Even if God allows profit, let's say he allows it, it, was, it is for what reason? So that you become immune is deliberately being injected into your body so that your immunity works against it, right? And that immunity becomes the power, the gift with which you can then heal people in that same affliction. Mm -hmm. So you recovered from a sickness. So God gave you a dream, a confusing dream. Let's say a confusing dream because he wanted you to become an (laughs) interpreter. father I,
1: I love I love how you've laid it out the principle of replacement mm-hmm. I have a confusing dream there's the interpreter mm-hmm. the interpreter comes and then he injects clarity yeah into and, the dream and into that dream mm-hmm. and then confusion is ejected out of that dream yeah but the clarity is not just coming into the dream it's coming even to give clarity to, to the, the dreamer. Dream the dreamer Mm -hmm. so me as the dreamer i have my life confusions Mm -hmm. ejected out Mm -hmm. and clarity is brought in by 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 in in the form of the gift of interpretation yes yes that that's now the receiving Mm partner where i'm now able to prophesy Mm -hmm. because that confusion has departed and prophecy has been injected Mm -hmm. i can heal because the disease has been ejected out and replaced with health. Yes. Now I can then transmit that health as a healer. Yes. Ah. Yes.
0: Oh, it's <laughs> So let's say, uh,
3: okay. let's say you've got two people. Hmm. One is sick, hmm. one is not. Mm-hmm. And God wants to give them the gift to heal. If you are sick, God might give you the gift of healing by way of healing you. The gift of healing can come to you, not as a gift of healing. The gift of healing may come to you as you get healed. God heals you so that when that power is done, healing you, It remains there as a gift to heal others. So So you are given the gift of healing during the process of your recovery. So So as you are recovering from a disease, you are getting gifted. So clear. So (laughs) clear. So clear. So much sense, man. Why is it that even if you look into uh, traditional practices. Most of the people that are being used in healing and providing herbs and so on, first of all, they all have the same history of getting sick, getting sick to a point where you are being told that you, this this person is going to die. Some of them are taken; they are kept in shrines for months. By the time they start recovering from a disease. You see now, you see them getting back to their normal bodies. And while they are recovering from a disease, they have now become spiritually sensitive because the gift is now settled. Okay, follow this. Mm-hmm. 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 So, to think that God can heal you in the process of giving you the gift of healing. You are being healed to heal. But if you don't have a disease in your body, God doesn't give you the gift of healing as healing. He gives it to you as health. Mm. So you can say that I have a gift of healing simply because I recovered from sickness. And that recovery, that power that healed me is still in me now to heal others. Or you can also say, if you've never been sick, you also have the gift of healing. But when it was given to you, it was not in form of healing because you're not sick. It was in form of health. Ah. So the health that you carry can be a gift of healing. Your health. Yes, sir. Uh, this is- if you, if you pay attention from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet and you realize that your body is fine, your body is okay, no pain whatsoever. Hmm. Take that understanding further. That health is there to be distributed. It can be given, it can be shared. Mm. Ah. Thank you. Why lay hands on the sick if it's not an extension of your experience? When, When the power within you that has since overwhelmed your body, making sure that your body is in perfect shape, when you touch another individual, that person becomes a member of your body. So there's a transference of the same experiences into that body. You are, you are claiming ownership to say, this is mine. This is my body. So the power from your body gets transferred into his body, because during that moment, he is no, it's no longer his body. There is a moment of ownership in order for you to be able to heal that person. It has become your body. It has to become your body. You, you cannot. Because the system within my body has been assigned to my body to only heal my body. Yes. It's for my health, not for you. Yes. But if I touch you, yes, I've made myself one with you. Okay. Yes. Sir. So you are not a stranger to my grace. Yes. That power gets into you and it heals you. The problem with. Some of these movements of the gifts, it confuses people because they don't know. You know, when I'm discharging this power to make it come into you, you must know there are so many things that the power goes through if you are not fully attached. Okay. If you are not well connected. You see, there is there is like, let's say the let's say this power is working like the heat of the sun. Hmm? Yes, ma'am. So according to to the NASA guys, they say it's up to about 27 million degrees. The core of the sun. I don't know how they measure that. These are just estimates. So uh, I just want to just, just give an illustration here. To think that on the earth, we have different temperatures. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it is cold. Sometimes it is hot. And yet in most cases, the sun is maintaining its temperature. Hmm. This goes to show you of certain activities happening in between earth okay. and the sun. Okay. Yes, sir. Highly gifted. Mm-hmm. The power in you is so concentrated. And you, you cannot heal the slightest disease. You must be aware of the journey that the heat is traveling through different atmospheres just a cloud over your head can lower your temperatures but it can never lower the temperature of the sun so there are many hindrances in between as you are trying to administer the gift before it gets to the recipient to the beneficiaries most of the heat is lost along the way. Mm. Yes. Ma'am. So you must understand that now. Mm. You must understand. It's not getting here at that level of heat. Mm. Okay. Otherwise we'll be we'll be roasted yes, in a split of a second.
2: Yeah. Yes.
3: But how come it can be hot down here? Mm. Up to 40 degrees Celsius. Down here, and as you go up into the plane, even trying to get closer to the sun, sometimes it gets cold. Yes, mm. what is that? It's freezing up there. Mm. If the plane is to break into pieces, everyone will just freeze instantly. Mm-hmm. It's freezing outside. We see it even as planes are flying. The little water that comes through the engines, you see it freezing like it's, uh, it's like smoke. Mm-hmm. Yes. It goes to show you the temperatures out there. Whatever comes through that engine, it gets into into that atmosphere, it freezes. How come it's getting colder up there? Because you see, there are so many layers that are trying by all means to restrict the heat. Yes. If there was no such a layer, Imagine the heat that would get to this place. Mm. So our atmospheres are carrying different molecules. And in that atmosphere where there isn't any gravity, especially when you get into that layer where there's no gravity, even the heat, it gets even colder. Because the molecules that carry the heat are not close to each other to hand over heat. So heat is not properly distributed. But the moment you get into our layer, they are so close, they rub on each other, giving each other heat and energy. So it becomes so, so hot. But I'm just saying these are layers to make sure that we get the right temperature. Yes, this is not what is coming from the sun. It has been diluted. Diluted. So I can, I can administer healing to you. And I see some shortcomings in the way that I heal you. Mm. And you begin to question your temperature.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: But it is the journey. Getting to know different layers between you, the healer, and the one that you are intending to heal. I know, I know some people don't like that term. (laughs) God makes you a healer. Yes, when He gives you the gift. But before you get to the person, before you touch the earth, the body. There is a loss of energy. Mm. That is why electricity that is being generated from the power source, Mm. by the time it gets into your house, it has been downgraded. Mm. There's a loss of power even as electricity travels through the wires. There's a loss of power. There's a loss of energy. Mm. Okay? So you must understand that. And then what you seek, some of you, is more power more degrees, more temperature. That's true. (laughs) And yet you are not aware of the journey. Mm. So you have the gift in you, you have the power in you, but know what causes some of the people to not recover, even in your presence. Those are the things that you then have to deal with. Remove the clouds over them. Okay. Yes. okay. And then you start to realize that now you can penetrate. You can have access. Why would Peter say, look at us mm. at the beautiful gate? Mm. Okay. The guy was lacking attention. His focus was on money. Yes. He was focusing on the pocket, mm. the bank account. Mm. So there was a need for his focus to be shifted to the man. At us, not our money. My look at God. us. It is us that carry what you need. So that was a cloud over him. It was, the cl- it was the cloud over him. Thank you. You see, his focus was wrong. And when that one was corrected, the man recovered. Yes. So Peter could easily emit his heat. Thank you, and it was sufficient to make that man recover from a disease. Thank you. So these are things that I want people to understand that you have it, but you're just not aware of it. You have neglected it to a point where you now think that you have to pray, ask God for it again.
0: Mm.
3: Yet you already carry the gift. It's within you. You must be aware of it and make use of it. To think that today as I dismiss you, every affliction that you once recovered from You have been empowered. That delivery, that freedom that you experienced from an affliction, that freedom has now become a gift. So if you have been the most afflicted person in your family, Ah. that makes you the most gifted. From every recovery of any attack, the power that set you free, it becomes resident in your body as a gift, ready to identify an affliction of that nature. Nearby Anyone that comes within your territory, you are empowered to deliver such an individual. Why? Because you carry an experienced spirit that once delivered you first and foremost. So you look at a person, he's suffering from what you used to suffer from. You know, that's my target. God has sent me to people suffering from those afflictions because that's why he was able to, you see, ha, what is going to occupy that space if you had if you had six thousand demons mm, mm, mm. of different natures, of different types, yeah. of different names, mm. of different characters, and you get delivered. That's why that man, even before he was baptized, even before he attended two sessions straight away, Jesus said, go and preach, God. go and tell the people. He was well equipped from that point. Why? Because there was enough space in him for the spirit of God to occupy. So to think that if this is an indication, your troubles are an indication, your afflictions are just an indication of how gifted you can become if you are to be set free. The power that sets you free becomes the gift to set others free from that same attack, from that same problem. It's administration of gifts. Gifts are administered as they are being given to you. And once you have it, you can administer the gift by making use of the gift. So those are the two movements of the gifts of the spirit. Thank you. Paul is coming. Chapter 1 of the book of Romans, verse number 11, that I may impart unto you spiritual gifts. So as Paul is coming, he's not only coming to remove demons, but there's going to be a replacement. Every place once occupied by an evil spirit will have to be occupied by the power that power that has ejected a demon Hmm. becomes a gift. Yeah,
2: yeah. Thank
3: you. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not keep on going. Let's not keep on going. I think we have had enough for for tonight and um, we'll keep coming back and giving you more information, but I want you to understand that God has highly and He has extensively gifted you. All you need to do now is to raise your awareness of what you carry. Don't neglect the gift that you received. By prophecy, as prophecy was coming, don't be in a church and you're feeling sorry for yourself. You're wondering, when is the prophet ever going to prophesy to me? Don't worry about the prophecy. Once you are in that environment where prophecy is happening, yes. that prophetic action within that place can make you gifted. Mm. It's up to you to make a decision. You always want to be told by the prophet where to go, when to go and when to come back. I would rather go for the grace to know. I would rather go for the impartation. Apart from telling me about the future, give me what tells you the future. give me access into what you see. Can I borrow your eyes so that I can see what you're seeing? No, don't only give me what you're seeing, give me the eyes that can see. Child of God, you being here tonight, hearing this, a gift has been given. You see? A gift has been given. You will notice that your alertness is now at another level. Another level.
0: Yes.
3: Yes. yes. You walk into atmospheres, there is a discharge of heat, of energy, of grace. People are at peace around you. You'll just, you just realize it. And you will have to be invited when kings are being afflicted to bring the Spirit of the Lord that sets people free. You walk into that atmosphere. Even Saul who was once tormented, your children that are being tormented, they experience a relief mentally. And for the first time, they are realizing that Saul becomes calm. It's going to come with a cost. Some of you, you'll deliver people that once afflicted you, which is something that you need to prepare yourself for. You need a a lot of love wow. from God. That's profound. It's not easy, ladies and gentlemen, knowing that you are now the next king of Israel and the current king has lost his mind and you are the one to deliver him, hey. to set him free. And the longer he will stay in the office, as long as he is healthy and you know <laughs> <laughs> Uh, love is required but... imagine the level of love no one is now interested in the king because he has lost his mind and then you come and you set him free he becomes sober so he he is going to carry on reigning ha, that it's... i thought that was that was the advantage
2: him lose his mind so i can step into the office
3: and you are the one to set them free you will have people that have once afflicted you you need to set them free. Thank you. This is why you need to understand that the day that you meet your witch, that should become the day they get delivered. Mm-hmm. You have to set them free because you have overcome their power. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, we can start another thing here. We can start another thing. The grace of God is upon your life. You will flourish wherever you go, whatever you touch will turn into gold, into diamonds, even more than that. God has found grace for you. He has given it to you. What I want you to do now is to make sure that you practice, you make use. As you pray, with your eyes open, with your eyes closed, you will see, you will sense, you will perceive, you will know the things to come by the power of the Holy Ghost that Jesus has put upon your life. So things are changing from now because of what you've heard. Thank you, Father. Things are changing. Thank you. Things are changing. Thank you. Things are changing for better, for better, for better, for better. From that harassment, what is coming is your celebration. Your celebration. It's your celebration. It's your celebration for every shame. There is glory. There is glory. There is beauty for the ashes. There is an anointing for the evil spirit that you once had. In the name of Jesus, the anointing is so heavy, it's so heavy, it's so heavy. You'll see things that you've never seen before. I don't want to get into this, but the grace of God upon your life tonight has become so heavy, so heavy, so heavy. You were looking up, waiting for the arrival of the gift. But now that you know, you're looking in and the gift is coming out, you will execute you become a practitioner of the gifts of the Spirit. You are no longer ignorant, because to you tonight, it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Child of God, thank you so much for joining this broadcast. And I want you to know there is a program that we are having tomorrow, Uh, Friday, an all-night prayer, an all-night prayer being led by the FDS. Thank you.